Welcome to the Kinkist.com podcast, the safest, most comprehensive and educational space for kink, alternative lifestyle dating, connection, and community anywhere on the web. Our goal at Kinkist is to make the experience of connection one of substance and importance in this ever-increasing world of superficial monotony. Are you tired of online communities full of ghosts, bots, catfish, and time wasters? Does a community built upon the pillars of consent, education, and radical inclusion interest you? Head over to kinkus.com to sign up to help us create a community of people dedicated to consensual play, fun, education, and creativity. Kinkus.com, where we ask, what are you into? I am your host, The Real McCoy, longtime lifestyler, BDSM practitioner, and educator. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Matthias Omatola, author, intimacy coach, alchemist, teacher of Tantra and cosmic sexuality, practitioner of conscious kink and transformational BDSM. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm here with the one, the only, the real McCoy. Hey, brother, how's it going? Hello, everyone. Hey, brother. We are in for a treat today. We have a new lineup because there's a lot of different terms in BDSM. You'll hear a lot of different terms in the world of kink, fetishes, all these different things. And it's good to be able to have some distinctions. So today we're going to be talking about tops, bottoms, doms, and subs. What's the difference? What is all, what are all these terms? Yeah. Who's on top? Who's on second? What's on? I don't know. Third, third base. What's on third? <laughs> What's on third? Yeah. Wise on third. Wise homes. Yeah. So here we here we are. So the big thing is um, so like understanding these, and we can just start off with a general definitions. These are kind of generalities, and some people might get a lot more specific. But these are the general terms that I think most people can agree on in the world of kink when you hear, hear the word tops and bottoms. So when it comes to topping, it's often the person who's leading or penetrating somebody who is giving. The bottom is often the receiver. So very simple. The, the top is doing the penetrating. The receive, receiver is the one being penetrated or the giver, the receiver. Easy way to think about this. It doesn't matter what anatomy you have. You could have a toy and you could be penetrating someone. You could be using a dildo or a strap on and penetrating someone. That person is often considered the top. So it doesn't really matter about uh, gender in that sense. It's more of who's doing what activity, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and terms that can be used is, you know, topping from the bottom where someone might be penetrating, but they are being penetrated, but they're kind of guiding and leading that entire activity versus someone who's on top that is often the person once again guiding the penetration guiding that energy into someone else so yeah i would i would say that subs are more often than not going to be bottoms but not every bottom is necessarily going to be a submissive and every dominant is going to probably be a top but not every top is going to be a dominant. That's a great, yeah, that's a great distinction there because it comes, it comes with more. Like, so topping and bottoming, it, it happens for people everywhere outside of the kink community. So all vanilla relationships often have a top and bottom 
to you know some degree and throughout history someone has topped and bottom to create life <laughs> you know in just mm-hmm. human reproduction there's been you know tops and bottoms in that but when it comes to the context of BDSM and moving into power dynamics roles and responsibility the psychological aspects now you're starting to move into the dom subspace where often tops and bottoms don't necessarily have that so one of the things that you'll see is as we move into this is right off the bat is when you start looking at power exchange, control and surrender, these different dynamics, you're often looking at more of a dom sub relationship because mm-hmm. tops and bottoms, you could just be, you know, fuck buddies, friends with benefits. Yeah. People who just like to have sex together. You might be a swinger, whatever the case may be. You might not be into anything kinky. It might just be vanilla sex that's great for you. Um, but you're not into uh, power exchange. You can f- feel kind of just as equals. You love showing up as, as equals and you love playing in that energy. And you might just be receiving. You just like to be penetrated or, you know, uh, give or, re- you know, give oral or whatever the case may be. And that's just bottom energy is, uh, you know, a term for it. But you're not into the whole power exchange. You just like the activity. The activity just feels really good to you being on top or being on bottom. So when you start moving into power exchange and you start playing with control surrender, now you're starting to work more with dom sub energy. Yeah, I find that the description of top and bottom to be very superficial and natural. I'm not saying that every top bottom relationship is superficial in nature. But I find the description of top-bottom energy and top-bottom relationships to be superficial somewhat in nature. Um, they're, they, just, they just touch the surface of what emotions and connection and deepness can be found in a power exchange DS dynamic. Um, like I said, every DS dynamic has the top sub component but not every top sub component has the ds dynamic yeah so that's that's something to really just take into consideration when someone's saying i am you know i'm a top doesn't don't expect them to automatically know how to dom right Mm -hmm. or if somebody says oh i bottom doesn't mean they necessarily want you to put your hand around their throat and choke (laughs) that's you know these are these are things that you have to have to work out it, they can just say, oh, I don't top is something that, the, you know, you, you could hear someone say. It's like, okay, cool. They're into bottoming, but doesn't mean they're necessarily submissive other than the act itself of receiving, right? The act of receiving might be a submissive act, but all the other things that you might have associated in your mind with submissives don't necessarily translate to bottom. So just, right. just know that because that takes us to the third part, which is negotiating consent and establishing boundaries and expectations with speaking of not just choking someone <laughs> not just choking <laughs> don't don't start there right understanding that you know tops and bottoms often will have um you know their consent negotiation conversations are often very very simple there might be a couple of the different activities that they like that they don't like maybe they're into anal maybe they're not uh, maybe they'll go down on you, but they don't want to go down on them or vice versa. It's kind of the, the basic run in the mill, sexual conversation, health testing, all that basic stuff is often what tops and bottoms is the baseline 
That's really the baseline of any sexual encounter that's consensual. Outside of that, when you start talking about, you know, safe words and you start moving into, you know, different activities outside of the basic realm of sexual activities that are more psychological, that might put more uh, physical strain on the body when it comes to, you know, spanking, um, you know, choking, um, bruising, whatever you're into, swatting, fire play, all the other crazy and beautiful things that is kink, that's when you start really moving into more of the DS dynamic and it requires a more detailed conversation. Well, hold on. I do think that a top bottom relationship can have components of that. You can do fire play, you can do flogging, you can, you can do those, what would be considered kinky techniques and just be a, a top bottom. I think it's once you get into the psychological effect, the leadership role of being in a DS relationship, that's when it switches over. That's a when good it distinction. Becomes, when it comes something where you're interdependently coexisting as a symbiotic relationship, that's when it starts to become more of a DS, power exchange, leadership follower, follower role. So you would say beyond just, so that anyone can participate in any of the kinky activities, I guess would be a better clarification. Mm -hmm. Anyone can participate. You can top, which would be the giver or the person who's performing on someone else, a certain um, kinks or sexual activities, and you can be a receiver and bottoming. But I think that's a really good distinction is when you start moving into the psychological power exchange and those rules that require a deeper communication not just of the activity but what does right. it mean to them how does it psychologically affect them all those other things um that, that are just just more in, more in depth with that person and often come with more responsibility mm-hmm. yeah as the dominant it takes on more responsibility as the submissive you're in a surrender mode whereas in a bottom you don't necessarily need to surrender to the situation you just you just want to enjoy it so that takes us to number four, which is great for any relationship, and that's communication and trust and building a strong, you know, BDSM relationship. If you're in the world of dominance and submission, that trust is going to be at a different level and it's going to require a different level for greater levels of submission, right? To me, submissives can only submit to the degree in which they trust the dom, right? So trying to push themselves beyond that, but they don't really feel that they can trust your guidance, your ability to read them, your ability to keep them safe through whatever uh, scene or whatever situation you're guiding them through is going to keep them from submitting greater. So for me, it's much more detailed communication versus someone, and this is often what I've seen in you know throughout my life in swinger parties versus kink parties, is a swinger party, someone's often just looking for consent for sexual activity and the negotiations kind of go really quick and then people can kind of move into play versus, you know, when I've done scenes or witnessed scenes and seen the the in-depth connection of somebody who is taking on the dom role, even for that scene, they're they're taking on the dominant role for that scene and someone's going into that submissive scene. There's uh, an entire building of trust that you don't see in the standard like swing scene that that I think is unique to dom sub relationships. Yeah, but that can also be a top bottom 
negotiation. Um, it's not, it's, I think it can still, trust can still be had for the techniques that are going to be applied during that time for that play, that interactive pickup play. Um, it's not, like I said, it's one, not until you get into the psychological effect, the um, emotional effect, the um, deep down connection that you can feel when someone surrenders and submits to you as a dominant. And when someone as a dominant takes on the responsibility of protection and care and nurturing of a submissive. That's, in my mind, the difference between top and bottom and dominance and submissive. So would you say, or have you experienced, you know, moments where tops are being doms because now they have taken someone to that deeper place emotionally or vice versa, that a sub now sees the top as more than a top? Uh, have you witnessed that like unique moment? Because I think that I think there is a unique moment in some of these spaces where it's like, oh yeah, you were just topping, but now I I feel like I can trust you more. You've done such a good job in these other places that I'm actually now submitting. I'm not just bottoming. Have you have you experienced that in your throughout your experiences? In my own personal experiences, I've seen I've seen it with other people, but in my own personal experiences. I've had it to where I've started relationships that started out more as a service top. I would come in, I would apply the techniques, it would have a good time, but that provided the safe space over and over again to provide the trust and it often the opportunity for me to get the connection and the vetting for me of a submissive that I was able to connect with. And that transition from a top-bottom relationship into a dom-sub relationship. But I've also had dom-sub relationships that I've come back to later on where that connection wasn't as close anymore. So it takes on more of a top-bottom situation. Now I can come... She can trust... Trust me to provide, he or she or they can provide me, tr I'm sorry, trust me to provide them with the experience that they're looking for. But that doesn't mean that they want me to lead them as their dominant. Yeah, that, that's that's a great, that's I think a thorough explanation. And I definitely in my experience as well, it's the same thing. It might just start off. It might even actually just start off swinging. Like for me, I've had experiences that just started off swinging or people just being open in uh, the lifestyle and through the connection and building the trust and seeing how the energy was, there was a greater desire for more and a greater desire to submit. And in cases I've had to back out of situations where I'm like, I'm at capacity. I'm, I can't take on this role for you. I can top, I can top all day long. That's fine. I, I can top, we can, yeah. can play those different games, but dominance and being a dom, especially if you're going to look at a 24 seven DS relationship and take a look at that podcast. Cause we go much more into detail on that. Mm -hmm. But when you start taking on that role, it's a greater responsibility. It's not just <laughs> the top is, I feel like a top is a top for that moment. And you could be a friend and you could have a lot of other titles that you could go under. A, a play partner, a, a friend with benefits, fuck buddy. You can look at all those different things, 
But when you when you get into the dumb, it's like, oh, well, that that has a lot more trust, a lot more responsibility. So you have to be aware of that. And I think that's one of the differences in the term top and dom. You know, when people say, oh, I'm a dom, you know, all the time, we talked about this too. And another podcast is, you know, phony doms and people who are basically topping and don't want any of the responsibility of the dom, but they just want to do all the different things and, and get the submission from somebody without the trust. So that's definitely a big difference in, in my mind is that level of responsibility that comes with a dom versus just topping. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you can, you can have multiple tops in my opinion, but remember like in our last episode, we talked about mul- dom having multiple subs, but a sum only sub only being able to have one dom. Well, in my opinion, even if you only have one dom, you can still play with other tops and experience that top bottom energy as long as that's negotiable within your DS relationship. So if your dom allows you to play with other tops or other dominance as long as they're not your dom, I think that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah. And that, that's a good distinction because I, I think there are, are questions about that. If you're thinking just because you have a dom that you might not be able to experience top energy or top play if you're a bottom and a sub, um, that's completely up to you and your relationship. Like you said, yeah, you might only have one dom that's kind of guiding and growing the entire experience of your DS relationship. But they could include or allow, or you guys might be open to having other tops because that's a type of a play that you all enjoy and it's been worked mm-hmm. out. So very, very different. And I think that's great. So you know that, once again, the difference between a top and a dom is the dom's taking on more responsibility. It's guiding more where the top can come in and do so many different activities, but not necessarily all those different responsibilities and not that level of submission and trust and uh, negotiated to that depth that you have in a DS relationship. Right. Like I would say, I have beautiful friends who are amazing rope artists, better rope artists than me. And I would bring my, my partners and my submissives to them so that they would rope top them. Alternatively, I have great flogging ability, great fire playability. So I get asked a lot by other doms to top their submissive in this way. In no way am I taking on a dominant role over their submissive. I'm simply topping. Yeah, great distinction there. So that brings us to uh, number five, and this uh, this is important just on your path as somebody who is kinky and exploring, and that's fluidity and evolution. And that's the evolving roles in the spectrum of how you play. So acknowledging that these roles can fluctuate in time, that's something that we just talked about is you might be topping, but you've developed enough trust over time where now it moves into a situation where you're now more seen as a dominant and now you can negotiate that relationship. So these roles are not static. You know, there's, there's very few static roles in the world of uh, BDSM. You can, you can move through this as you desire and understanding how you identify from one person to a next one relationship to a next or within your own relationship, how these things evolve 
is going to help you on your entire journey. And this is all about self-exploration and self-expression. So you might want to explore these different things. You might have bottom for a long time and you, you want to explore topping or you want to explore bottoming if you've been a top. It, you know, so all these things are very ex exchangeable and there are a lot of, there's a lot of fluidity that comes with it. Yeah, absolutely. I started out my BDSM journey, as I would say, a service top. I didn't know enough about the psychology, psychology of, of being a dominant, what the responsibility took. So I think I knew that early on and identified even early on as a service top that I was learning the techniques surrounding being a top, but through exposing myself to the energy of other dominance and their ethical behavior, I learned what I wanted to be. Yeah, that's great. I mean, for me in my own path, I started off just being in the swinging scene, just being open, just mm -hmm. wanting to explore and kind of learn more because it's always been an area of, of study and fascination in this. And then I saw that more and more, depending on how you used energy um, and how a great submission and dominance moved energy versus just tops and bottoms really created a greater intrigue to me. And the thing that I saw is once you actually establish those greater levels of trust, that your exploration and like fluidity and uh, openness to explore just kind of go through the roof versus what a lot of people start off on, because there isn't as there isn't as much trust in a lot of the different relationships that people are dealing with. They're dealing with a lot when it comes to sexuality in this space. So when you can build a greater bond, your ability to explore and having that support system of someone that can trust you exploring all these different ways allows you to open up and feel safe doing these different things where you might feel um, shy or bashful or, or shamed for even wanting or desiring or even thinking about trying these different things. When you're with somebody in a kinky space where you develop that trust and you can talk about different things in a respectful way, and you can start trying things in a safe way, and all of a sudden, things that you didn't even know were within your range are well within your range because that energy's there. So that's that's a big difference, um, and that's one of the things that I think that the kink and the BDSM community allows for is this greater authentic expression into mm -hmm. self-exploration in the fluidity and evolution of your own sexuality and your deeper understanding of yourself through play. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's the one place that I've found in my life where I can completely be myself. Um, you find other people that are being themselves to such an extravagant manner that it makes your own exploration that much easier. You see so many people in the fetish community in particular that are just way out there outlandish and embracing their individuality and i think that's what's great about the king community yeah the beautiful thing is that there's so many places that it's challenging to be authentic you have to fit a certain mold but in the world of kink and self-expression you know authenticity is king right and that's where mm -hmm. yeah. you know it if you're being authentic you can give 
your authentic consent, you know, all these things that we talk about is all built on this, you know, foundation of consent and authenticity. So the more you can have, you know, these partners or community that supports you in this exploration, the more and more you can discover yourself. And it just becomes uh, an environment unlike anything else because you don't have to worry. You don't have to hide aspects of yourself that you do in the professional world or some of the social worlds or some of the you know, f- family worlds or even in some, some of your general friends. It gives you the ability to be able to explore deeply um, and meaningfully to, to levels that most people can never actually imagine. They couldn't imagine talking about this. They couldn't imagine asking their partner about it. So always, always, always go at this intentionally. Take your time. You know, this, this is a big thing. If you're top, you don't have to just become a dom overnight. If you're bottoming, you know, it's like submission is something that's earned. And go back and listen to some of those podcasts to help you find out if some of those ideas are more tempting or more exciting to you. But it's not something that you have to be. If you're a top, you could be just doing a great job as a top, as a dom, as a sub, as a top and bottom. It doesn't really matter. These aren't necessarily badges of honor. They're just their roles, their cloaks, their roles that we play. So that's it. Yeah. So I want to encourage you all to continually play, continue to explore, evolve, be good to each other, and always stay kinky, my friends. Stay kinky, my friends. Are you tired of online communities full of ghosts, bots, catfish, and time wasters? Does a community built upon the pillars of consent, education, and radical inclusion interest you? Head on over to kinkus.com to sign up and help us create a community of people dedicated to the consensual play, fun, education, and creativity. Kinkus.com. What are you into?